Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Oh, hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne, again. Oh, hello. It's like, I love that. No, I like that. I'm going, oh, hello. It's me, Ellie Gibson. Excellent. Lovely to be here. Yes. And we are joined by a wonderful guest, Pete Matessi. Okay, so Pete is here tonight because you're a dad, you're a soap writer, you write for both EastEnders and Neighbours, and you're a tennis fanatic and champion. Yeah, for the first time in yeah. like 10 years. I won the men's section one singles at Kahuna. At Kahuna. Yep. Not Kahuna. Kahuna. <laughs> Kahuna. Which for those of you who don't know, That's it. is a small town on the Murray in Victoria in Australia that has an Easter tennis tournament every year on their grass courts, as all those towns do. And on what? the Murray? Did on they the name Murray. it after Andy? Yes, they did. Uh, they named that major river in Australia yeah. after a tennis player. Yeah. And, and what did you win? Oh, look, my prize was <laughs> a fishing lure bag. <laughs> Because <laughs> the prizes are donated by the local shops in Kahuna, so you might get like a sports bag or a jacket or a tennis bag, or I've got some tube socks. I've got tube socks. Yeah, I've got like floodlights before or an extension cord or something. So this year I got a lure bag that is a, like a waterproof bag that opens up and has all those little plastic oh, compartment boxes that yeah. everyone opens it up and went, what the. What the these. And that's for your lures and your things. And all, <laughs> oh, everyone's like, I can put my earrings in them. They'll be really useful for that. Oh, very good. Oh, very so good. useful. I must say, I've been looking for somewhere to put my lures for months now. They're just lying around the house. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare. Have you, have you ever been fishing? Paul? I've never been fishing <laughs> in my life. However, I do, I hate fishing, but I do like bags very much. And it's a nice, <laughs> but it's actually quite a good overnight bag. Once you take out the plastic lure cases, it opens up widely and it's terrific. Have so I'm very ever, pleased with that. Have you ever owned a bum bag? I have actually owned a bum bag. <laughs> do they call them bum bags here? Yeah, they yeah, do. They do. <laughs> Um, and that is, I should maybe explain. So when Helen and I were rehearsing our recent stage show, um, we were having quite an intense rehearsal. And I think I was sort of, we, I was sort of pacing around the kitchen, going, oh, "I don't know what to do with this character, and I don't know what about." And Helen just went, "You must wear a bum bag." <laughs> and I just laughed so hard I actually fell over a chair. And it's just like, "What are you talking no, about?" No, because she she has some props, and she's like, "Oh, I've got to pick these props up," and I was like. 
wear a bum bag. You must wear a bum bag. <laughs> the thing is about bum bags is they're actually really good and useful and Aren't amazing. They? If they yeah. weren't so oh socially unacceptable to wear, yeah. we would all wear them all the time. They're just there where your hands are. Exactly. <laughs> and suddenly I feel but outnumbered by Australians. Swing them, and swing them around the back. That's if fine. You, if yeah. you need the Yeah, if you're the riding space. a bike. You yeah. people, this is this is the culture you brought to this country. Bug when, bags. When yeah. I was in Italy for the first time, I went to Italy when I was a youngin. Mm. It was in the summer of two thousand and one, maybe, mm-hmm. and it was big in Italy in two thousand and one for young men to wear bum bags slung across oh, their yes. shoulder, yes, yeah. like, diagonally across the front of them, with the bag in front yeah. and. We laugh about it, but it was actually a really practical way to carry around your wallet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Close to your person. Yeah, yeah. And you just, again, swing it around the back. My dad, who is uh, 66, I think, a few years ago, he went through a phase of, like, having a bum bag. But rather than slinging it across the body, he would sling it over one shoulder, like (laughs) a handbag. (laughs) With his glasses and his little mobile phone. Man bags. Very nice. Yeah, that's it. We called it a man bag and took the piss out of him so relentlessly. (laughs) Shamed, shamed. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, good times. There we are. Yeah, I'm very excited. Can I just say that neighbor, as obviously as all British children who were born in the late 70s, Neighbours was a huge part of my of my growing up, and I just and I haven't actually watched it for about 20 years, and I miss it. I wonder if because that era when it started in like what mid 80s, 86, 87 mm. here, and it was so big, and so there's a whole like you say a whole generation who watched it at uni and have really fond memories of it. I wonder if that's going to exist anymore. I don't know if it's the same thing oh, for yeah, like, people watching it now. Like the Simpsons. Talking to people like you who grew up with it, it was like this window into this completely foreign, but sort of strangely <laughs> familiar, very sunny, very different world. And yeah. particularly because you had soaps like Corrie and EastEnders that were so relentlessly grim. To have neighbours where it's the sun shining and people have swimming pools and the stories are like, Harold's cooking pasta sauce and he puts salt in it and then he goes to the loo and Lou puts some salt in the yeah. and then Madge puts some salt in it and they eat it. What have you done, Harold? Salty. What have you done? And that's the story. I'm salted again. I saw her on she was on Doctors recently. Golan. Anne Charleston playing Golan. <laughs> yeah. Funny. She was always bitter that uh, we killed her off in Neighbours. Not we. I wasn't there when we did it but no. yeah, that they killed her off. Always oh. bitter. I have actually, this is a surprise, I haven't mentioned this to you guys before we start recording, I have actually brought a historical artefact oh, that I oh, just dug oh. out of my loft to show you. I have here the original, oh my God. the Sun newspaper, Neighbours Collection sticker album. Oh my from, God! 35 pence, 53 pounds in Ireland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, if, you, if you'd like to explore it, you'll oh. notice I've written the phrase, it's got a little thing, this album has been c- uh, completed by, and I've written, this album has been nearly completed <laughs> by Ellie Gibson. Oh, that's Because so I was three stickers short. I'm oh. missing a Stefan Dennis. Oh. Uh, a pet, a set of Kylie's legs. And, uh, yeah, but look, there's Des. Do you remember him married to the stripper? Terrible yeah. car yeah, crash. Yeah. Poor Daphne. Yeah, poor, poor Daphne. Daphne. I love you, Clarky. Me and Stefan Dennis share the same birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Yes. She's obsessed with this fact. She loves. She brings it's it up me, every podcast. Stephen Dennis it's and, fascinating. Isn't and it? Harry, Henry Will Winkler, the Fonz. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm Mariah Carey and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Ellie. Together I'm, at last. I'm not really that interested, so I've never really <clears throat> given it much thought. It's because it's, it's coincidental. The internet. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of this thing called random chance? It's. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's kind of oh similar. Oh, my God. So this- Shane's left the street now, but he was very popular with the ladies, and these hunky pictures show why. <laughs> 
There's one, I think, there's one of him in London, oh. and it says, here's Shane attending a showbiz party, and they've capitalised the <laughs> S and the P on showbiz party, just in case you didn't get just oh how, how showbiz that party this was. This would be worth millions I now, think it is. I think that's why I must have kept it all these years. Oh, wow. And here's oh. Peter, who played Shane, dancing in a string vest in Trafalgar Square with the pigeons. <laughs> oh, it's just... Oh. Here's a photograph of Carly and Jason, the Logies, with Golden Girl star B. Arthur. Yeah, why not? <laughs> With a look of unimaginable disdain on her face. Who are they? You are nobody. I am somebody. I auditioned for the part of Madge. <laughs> and I love this. Oh, Stefan Dennis. Yeah, this is a whole double page spread devoted to Stefan Dennis' style. Snappy dresses. There he is in his waistcoat. So that oh, was his trademark oh look. Oh my God, that it? looks like Alan Partridge. That's oh. Jason Donovan <laughs> as a young Alan Partridge. It's just oh, an amazing artifact I think you need to and a neighbour's word search yeah which I've completed Bouncer. also there's a neighbour's quiz um, and th- there's no answers but I've clearly marked it myself because I knew all the answers anyway and then I've given myself 30 out of 30 well done oh very nice we should do that quiz later should we Should we do should, can I, should I do a few on you now yeah yeah, yeah. alright when Scott sold his car to get the deposit for a flat how much did he get A. £1,000 B. £2,000 Aussie dollars C. Nothing <laughs> 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 what was Paul's job before he managed Lassiter's complex? Flight attendant. Oh! <laughs> Back the other the options, you could have had racing driver or sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Stefan Dennis as a racing driver. I really can. What is Harold Bishop's favourite dish? Is it A, rump steak, B, liver and onions, or C, roast lamb? <laughs> Isn't he a vegetarian? He's a vegetarian. Correct. And the, and the like, 10-year-old me has written, none. <laughs> <laughs> Little felt tip. He was always having quiche, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, final question. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Mrs. Mangle fell off a ladder in Desi's nursery and suffered what? A, a loss of memory. B, broken ankle. C, bit tongue through and couldn't speak for a week. <laughs> I'm sure it was Please the ankle. Please be yeah. C. <laughs> so Not your final that. answer. I, I'm sure it was ankle. It was the memory loss. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. You've forgotten it, ironically. Oh, so, yeah. So well, that was the neighbour's <laughs> quiz. <laughs> uh, just, I tell you what, should I stop talking about neighbours <laughs> so that maybe we can do like the proper serious <laughs> interview right. that we're supposed to do yes. about a serious parenting topic? <laughs> That's all right. Rather than an old television programme that I used no, to it's like. it's still going. Not yeah. old. Okay, so let's do the serious interview. Uh, <laughs> It's just the right atmosphere in here for that. Um, so, yeah, Pete, uh, tell us about your family. So, I have my wife, Thea, who I've you know known for a long time, obviously. And we have a 15... <laughs> Not obviously. I don't know. We, like... last week. <laughs> we got drunk in Vegas. And... Well, stuck with it. And we have a 15-month son, Artie, who's Arthur. And uh, so he's born in Melbourne, but where was he conceived? He was then? conceived in a laboratory... On like the second floor of the Freemasons Hospital in Melbourne. Oh, very nice! Oh, in a very sexy. romantic <laughs> setting involving neither Theo nor myself. All right, okay. Oh. So you didn't like dress up as the nurse and the doctor? No, unfortunately, no, not no, Kinky. No, it was, he was IVF baby. So yeah, so did you like go and come on? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah, all right. Did you so go in the little room? Into the little room. Do you get a little room? It's not just a curtain or a. No, it's a little room, and it has a like Is a it lock, low light, low light. A lock, no, no, like harsh hospital lock. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, but a lock on the door. Yeah. And, you know, like a toilet door, yeah. toilet door lock. That always puts you That says engage. But yeah. there's a... Was there, there was a, a hand dryer? There was a massive sign on the door saying, unlocked, locked. <laughs> right? 
You don't want to cock that up. You know, don't like, don't make sure you lock this nice door. Nice choice of phrase. Because we don't, we don't want to walk in here when anything's happening. No, 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 no. So you go in there and you produce your sample, which is the phrase that they use. <clears> and then you sit there and wait an appropriate amount of time. So you, you know, don't walk out and go, they go, that was quick. <laughs> We've never had anyone do it that fast before. <laughs> so you sit there and you wait. You go, what's a, what's, oh. you know, a few minutes? And then out you go and you give your little jar to the lady at the desk. And that's my job done. And you, and you write your name you on it. You write your name on it. <laughs> Beforehand. Oh, <wow>. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's but, my job done. Wow. So do they, and do they give, so I had a friend who did it. And he said there was like a, fine, a filing cabinet of porn. And it said like, gay, straight, mixed. <laughs> What? We did it. I did all the... Because we tried for a long time to have a baby the normal way, the old-fashioned way, and didn't have any success. So, we, while we were living here, we did all the tests at at the UCH. And uh, the quality of the pornography on the NHS is just far inferior to what we get in the public system. Do tell, Pete. So, the NHS was like a filing cabinet of the sort of tawdry magazines, well-thumbed magazines, the sort of thing that you would find like in the park near the tennis courts, oh, you know, nice. sort of held together by rain, hopefully. Yeah, you think it's and rain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a 12-year-old, it was like, oh my God, what is this amazing treasure trove of <laughs> dodgy porn that Crinkly I found in the paper. bushes? But then in the, in the private system, we did the private system in Australia... I, you walk in and there was a, like a monitor and a hard drive next to it. Oh, it was like, no what, way. What wonders are in here? Well, you could no have been there for way. days. I know. <laughs> Give me a one more Knocking minute. On the door. <laughs> been a couple of hours now. Just getting in the mood. It's just a Getting bucket. to the bits bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what is, is it themed into folders? Is it? Like... I didn't look. Oh, I actually didn't, didn't look. No, it. no, I didn't use it. I, I, in the in the English one, <laughs> I thought, oh, I should keep up appearances and look. And was so It was so depressing. It's such depressing it porn. Is, yeah. It wasn't joyful, happy porn. It was really, like, kind of miserable. What? That's joyful, happy porn. It's well, like, I, they're, like, wearing bow ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flowers that spurt Clown water. shoes. But, like, in the 70s... It's this annotated is, by Harry Hill. This is another... This, <laughs> I watched that. I watched that. Oh, that, that's the market, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying in the 70s. In the 70s, pornography was fun. and 80, Not fun, fun, but, like... This is one of my special topics that porn now is so degrading, kind of to everyone involved, mainly to women. Mm. Whereas it felt like when I was younger, the porn was sort of, everyone's having a good time yeah. and we're filming it. And so there's something tawdry about it. But, you know, everyone's everyone's getting off here and it's good fun. They're whereas smiling. now they're smiling and it's enjoyable and yeah. and. And there was so much hair. <laughs> so much hair. Nobody had to wax anything no. or spend hours shaving stuff. It was... <laughs> Nobody was doing topiary or vajazzling. Everyone was no, just, you know, it's not like yeah. that anymore. It's like no. having another allotment. It was just, <laughs> why not? Very just... low maintenance, but fun. That's oh, the way. God. But it's easy for me. The whole thing is quite easy as the bloke because really, it's wanking into a cup and that's it. Mm. And one man, one cup. One man, one. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but for oh. my wife, it's. It's like, it's really difficult because it's quite an ordeal. It's like a lot of hormones and drugs and injections and feeling sick and feeling moody and everything about and getting scanned and all those things. Everything really about intrusive. your cycle is massively yeah. intrusive and mm. controlled. So did it put like a strain on you as a couple going through that process? Um, not really. It does on some, but we were quite good. Like some 
yeah, some people find it really stressful. It was stressful mm. because Thea was, you know, moody and all the things. That's, they're basically just pumping you full of hormones really and completely unfair. controlling your cycle. Mm. And there's also the pressure of, are we going to get a baby out of this? Yeah. Because we've been trying for a long time. We haven't got it. And we had the pressure of, for those of you who don't know, the way it works is you, you go in there and they basically artificially control your cycle as the woman <laughs> and they pump you full of drugs so you produce more eggs Mm. And then they pump you full of drugs to stop you ovulating. And then they pump you full of drugs to make you ovulate at the time they want you to mm. ovulate. Oh, so they can harvest those eggs. Yeah. And then harvesting them is a proper operation. Like, as a general anaesthetic. Mm. And Thea goes in and they take the eggs. And when they took the eggs, that we didn't get that many. And then when they put them together in the lab, we got... I think they got five eggs. And mm. then we got three embryos and two of them died. And so we had one. Like, one mm. chance. Yeah. And so you know if this one doesn't stick... You're going to go through it all again. Yeah, and not some people get like 30 eggs and they might get 10 or 15 embryos out of it. And then they're in the freezer. And so you can go at, you know, every month for the next year and not have to go through all those hormones again mm. as the woman. Mm. But we didn't have that. So it was like either it, if, if it doesn't take, we've got to do all that again, which means they has to take time off work. So we were very lucky that it, it took, the first one took. Yeah. But it would have been really difficult if it hadn't. But what is amazing actually is when... This is something that you don't get if you conceive naturally, mm. is that in the room when they had the embryo and Thea's in the table with the stirrups yeah, and our, obstetri- our IVF obstetrician's there and she's like, hi Thea, how are you? And I'm sitting in the chair next to it holding Thea's hand. Mm. They put this, the microscope slide with Thea's name on it and... Artie, who is currently four cells, yeah. up on a monitor. You know, they've wow. got in the room there and they put on the monitor and they say, is this your name? Just to make sure they're putting the right baby in there because it has happened in the past that they put the wrong baby in someone. Oh, wow. And and you you see him when he was like four cells big on a microscope slide and then oh, they put him in, which wow. is amazing. Wow, that's extraordinary. And a friend of mine had that in Iceland and they actually give you a photo of the... Of the slide. Wow. They don't do that in Australia because I think they're like, we don't want to give them a photo in case yeah, yeah, it doesn't take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. That's amazing. And it, and it worked. It, and it know. worked. And we didn't think it would. It was, you know, it's obviously trying to conceive when you can't is very stressful. And all those doubts you have that are we ever going to be able to do it? Is it ever going to happen? You get to the stage where you think having babies is something that other people do. It's not something that mm. happens to us. Mm. And you, you, there's so many stories of people who, you know, we just went on our honeymoon and now we're pregnant or we got to the stage where people had, when we started trying to have a baby, they were saying, oh no, it's way off for us. We're not going to do it for a while until we're ready with career or whatever. And those people had waited all that time and then started trying and then conceived and then their baby was born in the time that we were still trying. And so that gets really stressful mm. and so in the two the awful two weeks that you have mm. which is where they put it in and it's like well wait for two weeks now and then we'll see if it happens mm. you try not to talk about it and you try not mm. to think about it or do anything like that but we on the day of the blood test they do a blood test on two weeks and on the day of the blood test Thea was starting to get cramps and she's like oh I'm, I think I'm getting my period oh, oh well it hasn't worked and you try and be really happy mm. and oh that's yeah. okay we'll we'll do it again it'll be fine but yeah we'll go in there and, and so we went in and and things like i think i'm getting my period so uh you probably don't need to do the blood test and like oh why don't we just do it anyway and so they did it anyway mm. and then you know they ring us back in two hours they say oh Thea, you're pregnant i almost had a breakdown just, <laughs> just because of the 
it's just the, it was just the relief more than anything that mm. this is something that had been that you didn't have to go back in that so cubicle. Long, <laughs> like, <you laughs> not to that subpar pornography. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, after all that time to, and you sort of all those doubts start coming in. Is it ever mm. going to happen? Are we capable of doing it? The, after the relief of it actually happening was yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. And we got to the stage where I remember it clearly that friends of ours we did that Skype conversation. You know, why don't we Skype and have a chat, guys? And, you know, they did that thing, which is, we've got some news. Mm. And, in like, me and Thea afterwards told me the same thing. Like, in that moment, our stomachs both went, oh, they're going to say they've got a baby. Mm. And we don't. And it was the first time that we found we kind of had to fake it. Mm. That re- what we were really thinking is, not f*** you, but, but this yeah. is really sad because yeah. we want it so much. We've been trying for so long and you've got it and we don't yeah and so it was like oh that's so great but both of us were like ah if only that was us yeah and that's hard when your when your friends come to you and say hey one of the greatest things that's ever going to happen to us has happened and you can't be happy for them that's Mm. really difficult Mm. and you feel like a person i mean is there anything you would say to people who you know who have got friends who are going through it or family or whatever and just don't ask. Mm. We we had friends who were really good who never asked, mm-hmm. but they had a rough idea of the... They knew we were doing it, mm. and they had a rough idea of the timeline in their head, and I mm. remember them putting it together through various snippets of circumstantial evidence. Mm. Don't ask. Talk mm. about everything else. Talk about everything else. Talk and about they'll neighbors. tell you if they want to. Talk about neighbours. <laughs> but don't ask, how's it going? Maybe you can ask, how it go- how's it going? Yeah. Just don't talk about dates okay yeah because that's yeah. very stressful yeah and what about for people who are going through the process themselves oh uh, i i would say keep the faith i mm-hmm. suppose mm. we were lucky because it only took one cycle and i've known people who've gone through 20 and had success in the end yeah but that's a lot like yeah. 20 cycles is a huge amount mm. but you know they the, those doctors are very very clever Mm. And they can... I've had friends who have been told, don't even bother. You'll never have children. You can't carry a child and and now have them. So, it, uh, yeah, just keep the faith. Even though I think IVF is very, you know, talked about and it's very mainstream, it is a very, very sensitive issue. Um, it's also... I found it difficult to even think about doing it. Yeah. Because you have in your head... We try to have a child for a while, and then there are options if we can't. Yeah. And then there are, are options if that doesn't work. Yeah. But once you say, let's look into IVF, you take a step along a, 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 a timeline, I suppose, or a process yeah. that the end of that is possibly we will never have children, and yeah. you're a step closer to that. Yeah. You're, you've admitted we're having trouble, we need to get help. Yeah. And that's really difficult to do. If when we first started trying to have children... You had have asked me, would you consider IVF? I probably would have said, no, probably not. So how old is that? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Artino? He's 15 months. Yeah. And are you are you loving being a dad? Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah. He's really, really good. So it's worth it, just about. Yeah, just about, <laughs> just about worth it. There's, there's times I'm sure you want to take him back. You yeah, I would love to put him back. Every time. Put him back on the microscope slide. Just, just for a minute. Just <laughs> for I see back to that moment, that little room. Fit. I could have just missed. <laughs> I just in the waste bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the porn wasn't so good in the private sector. How are you gonna? I mean, are you gonna tell Artie? How it, well, are you just going to let him to listen to this podcast? <laughs> I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who's a teacher who was saying by the time he goes to school, he should know about how babies are made and he doesn't have to know all the details, but he, he should know it takes sperm from dad and egg from mum that come together that grows into a baby and you don't necess- necessarily have to explain the process. The process. Yeah. But he needs to know that. Well, you know, me and my, my husband's also called Pete. You know, we just, one night, you know, we just had a bit of wine, cut a hole in a sheet. And that was it. <laughs> That's it. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing all that, Pete. Uh, both literally <laughs> and metaphorically. Yes. Um, so you are you- a writer, writer of soap. I'll just continue. <laughs> um, how long have you been a writer? 10 years. No, 11 years. I 11 think I had my 11-year anniversary the oh, other day of good. working as a writer. How do you get started, right? Do you, like, do you get the, oh. like, the address of, like, the EastEnders director and you just, like, write him a letter yeah. going, I've got this brilliant idea. I was lucky in the start, when I started, that Neighbours ran, like, a traineeship program. And oh. so they advertised we want trainee storyliners, who are the people who sit in the room and come up with the stories. And, like, 15 people sent me the link and said, you should do this. Because we were a big Neighbours house. A lot of lucky things happened is that I got it. And then it went well, me back. And so mm. I was spent sort of four and a half, five years working mm. for Neighbours in all the jobs, like storylining and then writing scripts for them, coming back and editing scripts for them. Doing Madge's hair. Doing Madge's hair as well. <laughs> takes like Grooming six, bouncer. six <laughs> people. So how, how do you come up with ideas for new storylines? Because EastEnders and Neighbours have been going so long now. Like surely like incest, that's been done. Tick, you know. Yeah, EastEnders hasn't done uh, incest for a while. Yeah, for a while, yeah. Neighbours, we trotted out every four or five years, I reckon, yeah. It's actually one of my favourite soap stories. <laughs> Why? Because it's so big. Yeah. Like, it's enormous. It's taboo. And it's also um, joyously soap. Right. You know, you can't really get away with incest in any other type of 
of storytelling. <laughs> or, or situation. <laughs> yeah, situation. So but yeah, like, you, do, do you sit around going, do, be honest, do you sit in the room going, what's the most controversial ratings grabbing oh, thing we can think of? Sometimes yeah. you do that. Uh, but generally you go, what you, you want a big engine, like a locomotive story that's going to drive everything. So like a long lost something or a really big secret that's going to drive everything. And that's, they're hard to come up with, but once you have them, mm. they are fine. Mm. And that's your big story every episode. But it's all the other little ones that in soap tend to be domestic stories about a couple who haven't had sex in two weeks and they're like, we really should be trying. And then two weeks, two weeks, I know, six yeah, months. Six months. <laughs> and so the story is about them trying to have sex and everyone gets in the way. Silly little things like that. And so those you just milk pretty much every experience of your life to try and find a way to get it into a soap opera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you... It's a bit like stand-up comedy, really. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, seriously. yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, something needs to happen today so I can be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll start fighting my husband. Yeah. <laughs> He'll say something ludicrous. Wish I had a more tragic upbringing. <laughs> you milk that for years. <laughs> have, you, have you ever suggested a plot line and everyone else has gone, no, that's too dark or that's too silly? Or Look, I have one that I've been thinking of for ages and it's quite it's not like dark in that big eastenders operatic way but it's dark in the way that i have uh friends who have a cat and this cat has it, it eats rubber it's obsessed <laughs> with eating rubber and so it will sneak out of the house and like come back with a pool noodle that it's stole you know those big yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and it'll eat it and they're always going to the vet <laughs> And so, there, and this cat stresses them out, right? So, from that, that's like, leave like, them like there. Like a crack addict. It's like, oh, he's on the smack again. Yeah, 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 he's on the rubber again. So, leave that couple there. I'm not talking about that couple anymore. Okay. But I thought about if you had this cat that <laughs> always got sick. I and love this. if you had a, a the, this, you know, you have a, the girl who's got this cat and she loves it mm. because she loves animals. She loves this cat more than life itself. But this cat keeps getting sick. They're always going to the vet. They're always going to the hospital. And it starts stressing her out. And maybe she's got exams or mm. maybe she's doing uni and all that starts falling by the wayside because she's so stressed about this cat. It's consuming her life and her her boyfriend can see that it's it's ruining her life and her future, this cat that's stressing her out so much. Oh, my God. And so he drowns. <gasps> but the, the story that I've always had in my head is that it's an act of love that he does. And so you should be thinking, oh, oh he's doing it because he so much it. rubber in floats. <laughs> but he kills this... But, like... It's so dark because you can kill people in soap operas, but you can't kill animals. Yeah, that we that... had a, a serial killer in EastEnders who knocked off like four people, you know, brutally murdered them, but he killed a dog. You didn't even see him kill it. He sort of put it in the canal and the dog floated away. And we got so many letters. We're like, you've gone too far now, EastEnders. He's a monster. Have you no shame? It's like, did you not see the bit where he murdered three people in cold oh, blood? But he lets a dog go. Oh, so that... And so that, you can't... So that is That's is a little, too much. little Achilles heel, a little yeah. sort of... Got a subplot for you. Oh, go. So this is a true story. So my mum and dad's uh, dog, Bonnie, who's a lovely dog, uh, not with us anymore, sadly. She has crossed the Rainbow Bridge. Um... <laughs> Like, my mum took her for a walk to the park and she was like racing off. She was park greyhound. She was racing around the park. And my mum saw this sort of blue flash <laughs> sort of emanating from the back of her. And my mum was like, what is that? What is that? And she got a hold of her. And Bonnie had eaten a J-cloth, a whole J-cloth. So, and it was hanging. And she'd, she'd swallowed it whole. So my mum had to, in the middle of the park, just like... <laughs> 
like like she was doing a magic trick with silk handkerchiefs just to put out this entire jato from the dog's ass in the middle of the park. So that could be like a subplot. Uh, yeah, Maybe the tremendous. girl with the cat falls in love with the owner of the dog. You yeah. see, that's it. The I should be a writer. <laughs> I think that's genius. Oh, you can have that. Thank Ellie. you. That's Ellie's ideas. <laughs> In the pocket. True story. True story. It's real well, life. We months uh, our our dog once ate a, a broken rubber band, and we had to pull the rubber band, but it didn't come out like a Jay cloth. It, it it pinged, so you just you <laughs> stretched the, the like Road Runner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, and, and, <laughs> and then it flipped poo. <laughs> it was a, it was a, yeah it was a messy oh, ending to that. Surprised you're yeah. not writing this all down. Know, quite um, so do you have a favourite character or a favourite uh, family that you like? I've always for? in Neighbours. I've always liked Toady because he's oh. my age, and so that's he's such a been... crap reason. <laughs> no, but it's because it means that all the stories him? I'm growing with him. Is the, it's true. <laughs> But the stories that have been current in my life, yeah. like when Toadie was living like in a share house, I was living in a share with house. Your new exactly. <laughs> Let's not mention her. Rest in peace. Yeah. But the stories that you know, when he was in a share house, and I was in a share house. He got married. and He's got a baby, and I like you know his baby's five months older than mine. And so he's it's not real, dude. You I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're the but he's my favourite. In his mouth, I shouldn't have to explain this. <laughs> he's, to you. he's always been my favourite because of that. Because he's like mirrored. Did he buy me. you a beer once? Please? I know, I know. <laughs> did he? Did hold he? Your did he? Hand. <laughs> have you been to the urinals with Tony? <laughs> have you? No. Are there? Are there any? Also, practice? Carl and Susan. Let's get away from okay, Tony. Okay, yeah. okay, Carl right. and Susan, I love yeah. because yeah. they're the first time that I wrote something and. It's kind of cool when, particularly when I was young, to be, oh, actors are shit, f***ing actors, they're ruining our, our stuff again, we're giving them gold and they give us back this. Yeah. Which Your is not true. Your acting amazing, though, yeah, by the so way. Yeah, so convincing. <laughs> but that, they were the first time that I'd written something and it came back way better than I'd imagined it in my head. And it's like, oh, that's what oh, really good actors oh, can do. They gave and the sparkle. And that's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. And they've done that. And seriously, we've given them some over the years to be yeah. fair and they oh, it always comes back great are there any characters you secretly hate and you give them really terrible lines no I don't want to name names about characters I hate he's still employed I'm Ellie. still employed <laughs> I didn't ask you to name them. I just said <laughs> but are yes. there any yeah there are yeah. and we had one on Neighbours who I won't name and she was dreadful and we gave she had a huge story and she cocked it up because she was dreadful and it's like well you know, you think you can ruin that story. Here's an even bigger story. Can you ruin that? She ruined it. Well, you ruined that one. Here's an even bigger one. She's got great story after great story. Just ruined them all. And eventually we're like, you know what? It's Dead. never going to work. Yeah. Never going to work. Send her away. But luckily, her singing career really took off. <laughs> she's now an internationally famous pop star. So <laughs> You heard it first. You know, I like... There was this scene many years ago where Henry Ramsey, getting back to me and my favourite character... Um, he got locked out of the house. Do you remember? I remember that. Nude. And he was in the nude and he had to hold his package and like dance around the deck. And for years, we wanted to have more bums. Yes, on yes. But you couldn't. Really? For the no, period that I was there. It was one of those. Yeah, the, the Australian the bum shortage of 2002. I'm sure I could Google that and it'll be on, on yeah. the YouTube. But what, it was like the, the conservatism of telly 
kind of goes in cycles. And so bums were all right in the late 80s. Mm. And then when I was there in the early 2000s, we couldn't get away with bums. And now you can get away with bums again. Oh, bums, oh. bums, 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 bums. are everywhere. We say someone, someone's locked out of the house and they're in the nude and they go, no, you can't do that. So like Henry Ramsey did it 15 Henry years Ramsey. ago. Holding he was his... nude holding his package. Why can't we do it now? And then yeah. the times have changed. And he was barely clothed anyway. Otherwise, it was a pair of dungarees and nothing else. Yeah. That's very really old. Do you know what I loved in the 80s? That look of the dungarees, no shit, just one undone. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. A, with a little with nipple. With a little nip. Just a little Handy, handy for 90s. breastfeeding. That's how I spent 2011, actually. Yeah. Have we uh, cracked that nut? Have we? Yeah. <laughs> I think we have. Right. And that's a nice segue into our next game, which is Eat This, Ellie. <laughs> oh, God. This or, sounds great. Gag for no, a gag. I have no idea what this is. What's, what's going this on? This is gag for a gag. So I've recently visited Australia, very briefly, um, and I bought back some delicious snacks. Read oh. that. Arnott Shapes. Aussie barbecue meat lovers. I'm a meat lover. I know. Meat. This is a savoury biscuit in the shape of our country. <gasps> Without Tasmania, I might add. Okay, yes. He is married to oh. Tasmania, so he would say that. They're baked, oh, I not fried. I have a boyfriend from Tasmania. They Did probably you? know each other, yeah. They would, actually. <laughs> yeah. They're probably related. We'll, we'll talk off air about yeah. it. Is your wife's name Richard? Yes, Otherwise, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There we are. Taste Australia, Ellie. Oh, you taste the MSG factory just outside Shanghai. Mm-mm. On the back of the packet, it's got games to play on a hot summer's day. Number one, toss the thong. <laughs> I'm not making that. That's what it That's a flip flop for the UK listeners. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, a present from my mother. <gasps> no. Helen's mum has sent me... A Liberty coat hanger. Look, oh with, a, with a card. God. With a card. Ellie. Oh, this is be- And it's so beautifully wrapped. Yeah, that's how she sells them at, at the Flinders Fate. How much? Oh, Lee Thorne. I don't know. Thank you so look, much. Look, with an echidna. Oh, an echidna card. That is nice. Oh, to dear Ellie, with love and best wishes from Lee. All the best with scummy mummies. Oh! oh! That's what my mum's has got his first padded coat hanger. I know, I know. Look at the quality of the cotton. Look at, no, but in all seriousness, like, look at their stitching. Look at the gathering. She makes these for free and then sells them, and then all the profits go to the local church. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Lee. I'm very touched. I'm really, really touched, and I love it. Well, thank you very much, Lee. That's wonderful. And thank you, Helen, for bringing it all the way back. Did you have any trouble in customs where they were like, "What's this coat hanger padded with?" Anyway, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) Who brings a padded coat hanger back from Australia? Right, well, I'm glad you've enjoyed our national food. It's barbecue and a biscuit. I'm getting quite into them. Yeah, yeah, they're They're pretty good, I reckon. It's like a barbecue in my mouth. (laughs) That's what it is. Without the third degree burns. I guess. So, well, let's let's play a game. Should we play a game? We haven't played a game game. yet. I've called this Cockney or Corker. Nice, I like that. Sounds a bit dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Another title for this game is All Right, Governor, Put a Shrimp on the Barbie. Have you seen what I've done there? In no, because sentence. you've said it in some sort of weird Israeli accent. <laughs> really... The only thing I can say in Cockney is panda bowl, panda bowl, which is not really that panda good. bowl. Shut up! Who's pa- going to the panda bowl? <laughs> panda bowl, panda bowl. My my grandfather was a Cockney. You know, I've which explains my blood. why you have such an incredible grasp. I know. Accent. Me and accents, we're we're not friends. <laughs> I can only do my own, which is good. Or Indian. No, don't, 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 no, 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 no. Now, Helen, we do have a rule about accents on the podcast. We What's do. What's the rule? If it's white, it's all right. That's right. 
Pete Matessi, explain your last your last name, your last See, accent. My last accent. Your last name, Matessi. I'm Italian. You're half Italian. Italian. Oh, okay, half. Yeah. You sound surprised. Did you think <laughs> Matessi was Dutch? <laughs> no, I know that. I'm just for the listeners. They don't know. <laughs> I've been friends with him for Come 16 on. years. I know this. <laughs> I worked that out. <laughs> Um, so I thought that Ellie and I should do a swap saroo of accents. So I should do a line from EastEnders and you should do a line from Neighbours. Yes, yeah, so I want you to do... I, I was on a stag weekend and one of the guys there found out that I wrote for Neighbours and said, mate, 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 you've got to do my favourite line ever from Neighbours. Ever. The greatest line ever in any, in any television show, which was someone telling uh, a character called Georgia that they thought that her boyfriend was gay and it was... Georgia, Scotty's into dudes. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay, go. Georgia, Scotty's into dudes. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You gotta say you're not my mother, and then me and Ellie will say yes, I am. You're not my mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's so right. Because I am unrelated to Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I got paid a lot of money for that movie. <laughs> Maori Paulpin. <laughs> oh, well, that was a fun game. Oh, that was, that many was a good thank times. Yous. I guess it's time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions after I swallow my glass of wine. <laughs> Do you want to kick off, Pete? I'm happy to kick off. Uh, I My Scummy Mummy Confession is that a while ago I went to give Artie a cuddle and mm-hmm. a bit of a kiss, and he recoiled at my breath, which was not. <laughs> Not that uncommon, but there's more to this. It could have been, re- been your breasts. Exactly. <laughs> recoiled, recoiled at my breath, and so I thought, okay, obviously I need to go clean my teeth, so mm. I went to clean my teeth. Came back out, and he was sitting on the ground with my shoe in his mouth that had dog poo on the bottom of the shoe. So not only would like, the child that would recoil at my breath is happy to put a dog poo-stained shoe in his mouth. Num num. Oh, quality choices, Artie. Quality choices. Oh, lovely. Oh, Helen, what's what's yours? Uh, well, I have, well, literally in the last 24 hours come back from Australia on a very long-haul flight. And to survive this long-haul flight, I let my daughter watch 24 hours of Disney. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Well, I honestly, that's... I think long-haul flight, whatever it takes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the rules. Feed them. I would let my son watch 24 hours of pornography. Quiet, just for a flight to Australia. That's fine. (laughs) So Matilda watched Frozen over and over again, and then at the end of the flight was speaking an American accent. (laughs) She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that!" That like, and then I could give her, I'd give her like a drink or something. She's like, "That is just like the best drink I've ever had." Uh, Like she was just speaking an American accent. I was like, "I ruined her." Can you imagine? Put your jumper on, Matilda. The cold never bothered me anyway. Um, but just to level it off, because there was so much joy in her Americanness, um, she fell asleep and weed again. Oh. And, and, and fans of the show will know that last time I went on a long haul flight, she weed so much they had to replace the entire seat. <laughs> uh, we just thought, look, they'll, they'll have our names on file. So what we got, you know, those like lovely blankets, you get the free blankets. Yeah. Will and I piled up because Matilda refused to sit on the wee seat anymore. So we piled up oh. two lots of the blankets. And then Will sat on it. So he looked like a seven foot five man. And then he put the belt on as we were going into the descent and realised the belt was wet. 
yeah. Oh, he was just ridiculous. He was just this really, really tall man sitting on a wee seat. Oh. King of the wee blankets. That's me. The princess and the pea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a double, double uh, scum. Oh. Mm. Well, my scummy confession is that while you've been away, Helen, I've um, discovered like a whole new sort of cultural hub, I'm calling it, that we mm. could take our children to. Yes. Um, the specific name is the Bell Green Retail Park. <laughs> Um, Bell which Green, is new, Bell Green, that's right, which is Sydney, obviously, um, <laughs> just down by the Sabre Centre. Well, I call it a free zoo. Technically, it's a pets at home. Um, <laughs> I like, and also, this is the other thing, right? It's um, it's about 10 minutes walk away and I drive there. <laughs> and then without, I didn't mention it to my mum. She has him on Thursday. So I took him on Tuesday and then my mum took him on Thursday. <laughs> Unprompted. Yeah, without knowing that, like, Snap. you know. Okay, yeah. said, this is amazing retail park, Ellie, you've got to go. So that's about it, really. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, ladies. For oh, sharing. Thank you for having me. Soap and walking. Yes. Thank you. Plenty of so That's a nice balance, really, soap and walking. Really. Well, they go together, don't they? Don't they just? Yeah. <laughs> hand in hand, let's say. <laughs> Thank you. You're so pleased with yourself when you came out with that. So I've pleased. I've got a great joke, guys. Cop this. She's been saying that for an hour. If not three weeks. Oh. Many thanks to Lee Thorne for my Liberty Coat Hanger. I'm so touched. Uh, mm. and I'm, So, yeah, please do keep sending us in your Scummy Mummies confessions. Scummymummiespodcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook. Um, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and come to our Brighton Fringe show. Please do. When is that, girls? Uh, May 10th, 11th. You've done a lot of radio, haven't you, Pete? Yep. Uh, and May, May 20th, 10th, 11th. I can't And wait. May 26th in Brighton at Upstairs at the 3 and 10. Yeah, it's like a Saturday, Sunday, Bank Holiday Monday, and it's at 1 in the afternoon. Mm. So you And know. reasonably priced as well. Is Very it? How much is it? 8.50 and 7. That is cheap. <laughs> All that and more. Exacto oh. Mundo. And get in contact with us anyhow uh, at Twitter as well, at Scummy Mummies. Oh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Pete. Have you, have you had a nice time? I've had a lovely time. Mm. Oh, have yeah. you enjoyed the barbecue shapes? I've enjoyed the, I've enjoyed the wine. I've enjoyed the barbecue shapes. Oh. But most of all, I've enjoyed the company. Oh, stop. You and your... <laughs> Pretty your... smooth, ladies. <laughs> Pretty smooth. I thought you were going to say the accent. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. I did love, I did love Henry with his shaggy sheep-like he hair. Was, yeah. Any particular Henry Were you Henry a fan moment? of Check yeah. One Two? Yeah, I was. <laughs> Are you? Hey, Mona. That, yeah, all right. That was an invitation. Ooh, tell me, Mona, what you're going to do. <laughs> Kick you in the face until you stop singing. That's Build a house do. next door to That's you. That's right, yeah. And then that. And then that. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.